welcome to the Love Positivism podcast. I'm your host, Shireen, and I'm the creator of Love Positivism. I'm here to help you on your spiritual and healing journey. I am a certified yoga and meditation teacher, a student of Chinese medicine, a doula, a Reiki practitioner, and a passionate, highly sensitive person. I want to use my knowledge to channel information and messages for you to grow on all levels. Hi, and welcome to the Love Positivism podcast and to this episode. I am so happy to connect with you again, and I'm so grateful for everyone who has listened to the meditation that I shared last week and so many of you have subscribed to my YouTube channel now and shared the podcast. I'm so grateful. I always show my gratitude by uh, doing an, an oracle card reading for those who share the podcast on Instagram or Facebook and for those who leave reviews on iTunes and for all of you who do subscribe to my YouTube channel. So thank you so much. And I'm excited for this week's episode and for this week's guest. I have the beautiful and amazing Achintya Devi as my guest. Achintya is the founder of Goddess Rising Mystery School and Global Sisterhood. She is de dedicated to supporting women reclaim their ancient feminine power and sovereignty and embody their soul's essence. She's a priestess of Avalon, ordained in the Temple of Isis and the Rose lineage of the Magdalene. And she facilitates priestess of the Rose and priestess of the Moon trainings. She's also a certified holistic health practitioner, women's embodiment mentor, acupressure and craniosacral therapist and she teaches kundalini yoga and meditation and she currently lives on maui with her husband and she shares her beautiful teachings and wisdoms and she's just so powerful to listen to i know that this episode will really serve all of you and we get into topics covering things such as yeah the energy shifts that are going on and the awakenings we also talk about the divine mother womb healing and also the full moon we had this week different types of initiations and she shares her story and her life with us so i'm really grateful and so excited to share this with you so just enjoy the episode and Thank you for listening. Welcome to the podcast. Mm, thank you, Shireen, for having me. I'm so happy to be here with you. I'm so grateful that you're here. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. And I just want to start by asking you, how do you stay mindful and present? Mm, beautiful question. Powerful and deep question. I think one of the things for me that is a very simple tool, <laughs> gift mm -hmm. that we all have is the power of our breath. Mm -hmm. And so to come for, into presence, I bring forth my breath, deep breaths. Mm -hmm. 
And I know when I breathe deeply, I allow for my awareness to be very much more connected into my physical body to ground me and aware of my surroundings. So that's, you know, a basic, (laughs) a basic aspect. And I'm kind of chuckling because, you know, we think that it's, you know, the breath is so, you know, it is basic and it is, but it's also so deep. So the breath practices for me are something that are very important. Um, when you say mindful too and present and mindful, what comes to me is uh, my priestess path. And I think some of the aspects of that connected in with uh, being attuned to the cycles of nature and aware of, which is a very, I will say it's a, it's a constant inspiration for me. Um, so being connected in with the cycles of nature, the lunar cycles, the planetary cycles, the star cycles, the sun cycles, uh, and, and then being connected with the, with the earth in that way. Uh, those are some of the aspects for me that really are a, a foundation for me as, as, a, as a being. And, and then I will say, the power of being mindful, when I think about this question, you know, it, it alludes to, you know, awareness. And so with awareness, for me, um, what, what's alive in right now is that mm. I feel the awareness of the, the me merged with the we. So the principles of bringing forth, um, personal self with with the infinite with with god goddess with source with my surroundings um and and that's really important for me for being aware of this life journey of present and aware alert and conscious and and i think with that also comes a lot of the the guiding principles you could say, or, um, of, of life with aspects of gratitude and friendship and generosity and service and, um, passion and self-care to serve others. So these are some of the foundational principles, I think for me that, um, that are embodied that I keep coming back to over and over and over again. That is just how, um, I walk this path, this, this earth walk and constantly in flux and in change. So those are, those are some of the immediate things that, that come to mind for me. Mm. That's beautiful. Very powerful. And yeah, I always say that the breath is, I mean, we breathe for a reason. It's not just uh, we weren't designed to breathe just by chance. So it's, it's a really powerful tool actually when we Mm -hmm. are mindful Mm -hmm. and aware Mm -hmm. of it yeah and I think I I can't really remember when I found you (laughs) and (laughs) you know like the the paths that that we crossed like and 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 the the synchronicities are really divine and I think what the internet and Instagram Mm -hmm. and all these things it's positive in a way that we have 
like we can we can cross paths with people that uh in the physical we wouldn't uh cross paths with 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 the the physical distance so we're actually like we're we're traveling through distance which is our like our soul is like that so it's it's just a manifestation of of how how the world is but it's yeah it's beautiful so i uh, i'm really interested in your work and your background maybe you want to start by sharing that and and the path that you're on <laughs> okay i just and i'm i'm have a big smile on my face too because as you were mm. speaking i just think about how you know technology in this way in our modern world when used with with the same ways of um you know, of those principles, which I was just speaking of before, it's like when we use it with, with, with mindfulness, and it's such a beautiful and powerful tool of our connection. And um, really, for our planet right now in weaving forth the the new systems that our planet is needed, and the way of our interconnection. So I really have, you know, thought for many years, how um, the internet when used wisely is such a gift from the goddess and like everything mm. it is neutral and it's how we utilize it. And of course there's the shadow side of, um, you know, being on the screens for too long, which sometimes can be a big challenge for those of us that are change makers and, <laughs> mm. and here yeah. to, to, you know, to, to bring our works through in that way. But, um, yeah, so I appreciate you sharing that piece and, uh, let's mm. see, gosh, um, what do you want to know? <laughs> Everything, like, oh, and also, how, like, your, your, like, how did you? Maybe start by telling us your story. Like, how did you get into this work? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, okay, um, that's such a good question. I think every time I'm asked this, you know, it, it's like that 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 childlike innocence of like, hmm, what's alive now? What's what's mm-hmm. here? Uh, I do feel that. From a really young age, I, I very much was connected in with, with the inner world. Um, I felt very, like if, if I can put words to it now, which I didn't have at the time, I would say definitely, I felt pretty um, attuned to the other dimensions or um, really to, to light um, and to the spirit world and the natural world. And so I was blessed at a young age to have a lot of nature time uh, on Vancouver Island, which is, I'm from British Columbia, mm-hmm. Canada. And so that was really a foundational aspect for me. And as a young teenager, I was taught many of the ways um, of yeah, of the natural world and began to have quite a deep connection to, to magic um, through different initiations in nature. And that really was my guiding um, light and sanctuary in my teenage years that were, you know, tumultuous and going through high school and all of those initiations that I think we all, you know, have our own experiences with. So, Mm. so as I, uh, as I grew older, um, that was really that which kept, you know, like kept me, um, or, or being in nature and attuning within was a constant, um, I don't know if I want to say quest cause it is the quest, but it was a constant aspect of my life. So 
um, I think what there was a great turning point for me a few times uh, a few things that I can say because I think there's just so much so I'll just I'll pick a few um, mm. one of them was when I was 19 I met um, Amma Mata Amrita Anandamai Devi she is um, incredible hugging saint that has hugged over 31 million people I think it is in the world mm. and when I met her I had a very very powerful uh, experience that I didn't quite understand at the time and, you know, probably after meeting her within a couple of years, um, I began to travel with her all over India and uh, on her tours and in North America and South America. And I spent a good amount of my 20s uh, with her and um, being in the presence of an enlightened and awakened avatar, divine mother incarnate in that form has its many, uh, many, many gifts. And, and so I was really deeply being initiated in, in many ways on the inner realms with her and with um, the transmissions that were coming forth of, of course, knowing thyself. So this isn't about, you know, just like follow, quote unquote, like following the guru, you know, it's like it's following that 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 inner guru and so that was a massive foundation for me when then at, at one point in my journey uh it was it was very beautiful and powerful i remember being actually at her ashram in india and it was new year's day and i had this real um real like deep inspiration to offer a, a new year's ceremony for the sisters that were at the ashram and it was in that circle on that New Year's Day many years ago that I had a very, very powerful experience during that circle where I began to really merge with the, the energy of, of Amma, of the Divine Mother, of the Great Sophia, you know, many different words, not just like Amma mm. as the physical form, right? And, mm. um, and it was this, this opening of my awareness and I could feel the like literally a path opening through and it was very powerful energy i started to to transmit and to download a lot of energy and light and messages were coming through and and it came to this point where it was just uh the energy translated to this is your life now this is what you are meant to do this and it was like go forth and and i just knew in that moment everything from all of my years of what I will say was my priestess path without necessarily um, knowing it at, 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 a young, at a young age, it was like it all culminated to this moment of, you know, everything that you've been through, all of the shadows, all of the highs, all of the lows, everything in your own path now is ready to be shared and and this and now it was kind of like Amma was like pushing me out of the nest she was like okay mm. now you go do your mission <laughs> and mm. so that was a really powerful experience for me and you know continue you know then it was like okay then it's continued in, in, until this day um, mm. one other thing I will say that was very powerful for me was also in that window of time after I had met Amma, but before I was traveling with her, 
I had a very powerful initiation that was extremely uncomfortable that lasted for a long time. And shortly after meeting her, actually, I had, uh, I was going to South America to Ecuador and Peru. And Mm -hmm. I was having a bunch of these inoculations uh, that you have to get in order to go into the country. So my system was fed, unfortunately, you know, cocktails of these, you know, vaccines. And um, my body responded horribly to them. And I had within a couple, you know, within a month or so after all of these inoculations, I had extreme acne um, was, it was just, you know, looking back at it now, it was my body trying to rid itself of these heavy metals that were through my bloodstream. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a young woman, this was very, very challenging for me to, you know, really, you know, quote unquote, like hate what I saw on the outside. And of course then, you know, had big heart on the inside and how do I bridge this? You know, it was like, it was a good many, many, many months of this, um, of this. And what happened is that I ended up taking this, this drug to try and clear this. And, um, and it did, but what happened too, is that that cocktail, (laughs) um, you know, was sitting in my bloodstream and really as poison that I felt was dormant until I was, had the consciousness and the readiness to go through the elimination of the of what all of that was and so what happened is that when i was 22 and these are all really significant numbers um, connected in with the rose lineage path and so i see how my life initiations have taken place at certain ages and certain times that are very much attuned to these powerful numbers connected in with the rose lineage so the 19 you know when this happened this was um, when I had met Amma, 19 is significant of the amount of months in the synodic cycle for Venus, 22 uh, of this timeline that I'm talking about now mm-hmm. um, that I'm about to share with this is, uh, mm-hmm. this is a very significant, you know, master number, 22 connected in with the Magdalene and, uh, and connected in with, with Egypt and is a very powerful grail number connected with Mary Magdalene and Yeshua as, um, you know, the great beings on the earth plane and then into their ascended form. So there's, there's quite a lot with the number 22. And that's when I had this massive initiation when I had just completed a year of my holistic health practitioner program, which was a deep, deep dive in the esoteric arts and in body work and Chinese medicine. And I I love one of systems, (laughs) Um, these Mm. beautiful, you know, systems of creation, the five elements and the really the alchemical working. So this was a very powerful um, alchemical initiation that began to take place for me after being, you know, giving and receiving healing work for a year plus, actually, Um, I had the worst menstrual cramps of my life. And I had never had them before. And my face was green. I was throwing up. I did not know what was happening. My Chinese medicine teacher at the time thought that I was having a miscarriage, which was impossible because I wasn't sexually active in that at that time. Um, and, um, and it was horrible. It was literally 
um, and, and it was excruciating pain and I did not understand what or why this was happening. And this continued for many, many years. And it took me a long time to recognize and put the pieces together of how my physical experience of all of those heavy chemicals was tied into, you know, this polluting my physical body temple and also how this initiated really this, this dark night of the soul, so to speak, that would happen, you know, once a month. And so I felt like I was, you know, for many, many years being initiated into, you know, into the realms of, of pain, into the realms of, um, you know, call it Kali or, you know, Sophia in her, uh, in her, in her black form. Um, and really into the pain so much so where once I would kind of go through this, this threshold of the pain, which I would need to have support with through different herbs and sometimes, you know, um, pharmaceuticals like Advil or, or ibuprofen, what have you, I would reside in a place of really, which many women who are probably listening to this can really, um, you know, connect with of being in, and you too, of course, being mm. in those liminal realms of spirit and spirit on the earth plane. And there's so much that really I began to receive through months and years of this. It was like inner Jedi training <laughs> um, mm. through my own painful experiences. And that really led me into the the path of um of deeper of deeper aspects of the goddess and mm. and in terms of coming into the consciousness of merging with the goddess um you know source creator coming into the awareness of our our one mind our one heart and really through my own painful experience, recognizing the pain of the world and really being in that literal, you know, um, constant initiation <laughs> to then alchemize that pain. And, you know, for those that are listening to that, you know, that idea of really turning lead into gold. And I share this because I feel it's very relevant to the healing and awakening journey that, is unique to every individual and what the planet is going through and part of our purpose and incarnation for being here. So that, um, that way of bringing about and seeing the wounding and the pain and the unconsciousness and bringing that into a place of acceptance and embrace, and then also a movement of allowing the movement of understanding uh, of the shadow into the light from the lead into the gold and that literal transmutation. And that doesn't mean, you know, it's the bypassing of anything. It's the inclusion of everything in the natural course of, 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 of how creation moves. So that alchemy I see, you know, for my own self was such a foundation for the way that I work with women now in guiding um, really from the shadow places into, you know, and embracing that and into their natural transformation instead of being stuck in those places. And of course this happens, um, with great, great connection with, 
with my channeling uh, and communion with with my guides and and the Rosa Mystica High Council. And the Rosa Mystica High Council is um, is a group of beings who are connected in with the Rose lineage, who have also walked this earthly plane, that have ascended into the higher realms, that are helping support the awakening of all of humanity at this time. So. Um, that's <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's a, a, some of the, the key points I would say that you know has brought me forth on my journey to support women in their own um, healing and awakening journey, really through the womb space, through the cosmos, um, you know, connection with the cosmos. Because we're at a time right now on the planet where we are reclaiming the goddess the goddess within and the goddess all around and in the human body form of the womb space is the seat of the goddess and so all of the aspects of goddess that have been exiled and hidden and tortured and locked away are now and have been coming back to the surface the consciousness in women around the world at this time recognizing and seeing the places within where they may have fear of speaking um, due to past torture and attack in other lifetimes or in this for being in their power and speaking their truth so this is you know one of the big priestess wounds all the way to you know feeling cramping and pain in the womb space which can be a denial of Um, of the goddess and the power of creation living within and having that reclamation and embrace because, you know, it's part of the programming that we've all to some degree uh, agreed to or participated in or been, you know, indoctrinated into in this planet that we know as a collective right now has not served us and doesn't serve Gaia or one another. So we're in this massive paradigm shift and literal alchemical shift where the chaos is happening, the pain is happening, the woundings are coming forth at the same time as quantum leaps in consciousness and the foundations of love and harmony and peace literally being embodied and being expanded you know, through our daily actions as a collective. So the personal weaves with the collective so beautifully and powerfully. And, you know, every person, you know, listening here now, every person on this planet, I really feel has their own destiny thread, a golden thread, and that is weaving into this great tapestry where we're all connected into this legacy of light that we're here co-creating literally right now. And everybody's strand everybody's meaning everybody's presence is so needed right now because we are we are interconnected we are in a symbiotic relationship as a one consciousness with our planet and literally beyond right now so it's a very powerful time i feel to be alive (laughs) incarnated Mm. as a divine spirit in human form Mm. Thank you so much for sharing. It's so beautiful to listen to. And, and yeah, I, I really agree with everything. It's so, um, I think uh, all of us that are doing this type of work have definitely gone through our own, like the initiations that you're speaking about. It's like, it's really something that happens throughout life and Mm -hmm. 
and we just need to be aware of them and and to see them as initiations sometimes mm-hmm. we see them as as curses mm-hmm. right <laughs> but it's it's yeah. really like okay now it's time to wake up a little bit more again and again and and mm-hmm. it's um this awakening that is happening right now because i i just received like this message yesterday like a transmission that uh like all the work that has been done and also all the work that sisters have done for so long like now it's emerging Mm -hmm. so I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm just in a perfect time where like there has been so much groundwork being been done we have to like really uh, like honor that and and see how blessed we are that we can practice this and that we are not we don't need to be afraid to practice this either mm. and um, mm-hmm. yeah and and the message was so clear like what all of us have been speaking about is that th- there is a healing that needs to be done and it's within ourselves and um and in the end everything is as exactly how it should be but what is happening now it it is awakening it's not if we disattach ourselves from the physical aspect of it because nothing is starts from the physical anyways mm-hmm, mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. yeah this is the healing that we needed this this is a healing this is not this is not a curse <laughs> this is an initiation so it's yeah it's powerful and i'm yeah it's really beautiful to see how we're shifting so, uh, so fast and uh, and the pers- like there's a shift of consciousness within everyone but it's now it's in this time when there's crisis also or in our lives when there's crisis things can come up to the surface that have been hidden away that we need to mm-hmm. face that we're not facing we just think that there's nothing there and then maybe the crisis comes right before we die and we shouldn't feel that way before we we uh, pass like go on to the next level so Mm -hmm. yeah it's really powerful to be here right now it it sure is you know I just had this really um I just had this 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 linking in when you said crisis and immediately Mm -hmm. And I hadn't made this link yet, but I just, what came through was the linking of the word crisis and mm. then chrysalis and then mm. Christ, Christ it. Mm. And how the crisis, you know, that, that it appears, right. Which is, mm. you know, it, it it's the both and it's not really either, or I feel it's like, okay, yes, this, this global crisis, which is a call, right. A call to bring our awareness. Oh, something is happening we a lot of the world may label it as bad and of course this is i believe to be inclusive of of the pain and the grief and the struggle along with the calling of um of bringing awareness to a shift that is needing to happen part of this alchemy so thinking of crisis and chrysalis it's like our whole world right now is in a chrysalis time where we are in the great unknown, but yet within that great unknown, there is still a, a natural movement because we're star seated. We have, we have mm. our own trajectory in our 
soul beings that is it, it, like like a seed that is sprouting it has its own intelligence it just it's growing it knows what to do not from necessarily the place of the logical mind but of you know our multi-dimensional awareness and so then i think of okay being in the chrysalis and then the christed and this time where you know as we're recording this is in this time of uh passover easter um you know in the judeo-christian realms but of course that also underneath that you know has a connection to really the way of love and the the roots you know, underneath that of how Christed is that of, of the light and that we are all Christed beings. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that Christed too, connecting in with Corona, the, the Corona, the crown, the mm-hmm. crowning, um, yeah. it feels very significant in, in what we are globally in this initiation of. And again, I feel it simultaneously, an awareness of seeing and recognizing structures on this planet that have an agenda that has not been one of harmony and peace and equality and justice for all, but has actually been, um, you know, programmings that have been rooted in wounding. So I've been really tuning in with that. And when you said, you know, um, this piece of we know that it's energy first and then in its most dense form, you know, comes mm-hmm. the physical. So, you know, working with the physical and working with the spirit in the sense of recognizing that right now we're going through this massive paradigm shift and shift and shifting of structures on this planet to move away, I believe, a collapse of the systematic pain and torture that's been afflicted to people and to the earth from a smaller, you know, amount of wounded souls on this planet who have had their, who have had control. And there's now, it's like, no more time is up. There, mm. It is time now. And this is where it gets like this, this, this bridge, a bridging of awareness to these wounded souls of having an existential healing an awakening and shift merging away from pain and greed and hate into, you know, from all of these really deep shadow aspects, really to a return home to, mm. to truth, to love, to God, goddess, which has to happen from within. And so there's a massive collapse. And I feel, you know, who knows what is about what's going to unfold in the next few months, but, you know, in the, in the structures of, our very earthly plane, you know, in the economy and in our uh, structures of governing. Um, And, and that this simultaneously connects with the greater plan of being in this human form awakened and in symbiotic relationship with the earth, with the structures and the systems to exist and and co-live symbiotically with one another, with Gaia, that, is renewable that is sustainable that is life empowering so it's a very exciting and powerful time to be alive because it feels to me that we are in the the we're in the liminal realms now this where timelines are converging dimensions are converging and we do have the power to 
co-create what the outcome is when we recognize that we do have power and choice from within us. And that's a huge initiation in and of itself to reclaim one's power, that power, you know, is not control and domination from the outside, but the power of truth, wisdom, and love that lives inside of each and every being because we exist. And so that, that reclaiming of our own sovereignty um, is so deeply powerful, immeasurable for what is needed in order to, to have these, um, these structures shift on the planet. So I see this as just, it, it's holographic, it's multidimensional, and it's very exciting and it's very unknown and uncertain. And yet there's so much potential and possibility when we come together through the heart space, when we come together as a global family, through the social distancing into the mm -hmm. realms of, of the heart, whether we come together virtually or, you know, in the, in the subtle planes and working with these beings as well who are not necessarily on this earth but in other dimensions who have been working so hard and as you said earlier it's like all this groundwork it's just like we're at mm. such this this tipping point I feel like uh, we're in, in in some ways it's just happening and that's the alchemical evolution and yet at the same time it does require our focus mm. yes yeah it's it's really powerful and um yeah it's so beautiful thank you for sharing it's it's really just so refreshing also to to like I, this is also the time where we like stop and think to ourselves like are we being controlled mm. how how yeah. are we being controlled? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. is, mm -hmm. is this what we're really, the things that we're getting programmed with, is it real? So now it's the time mm -hmm. for that bubble to burst. Too. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So there's so much. <laughs> yeah. There's so much. It's Pandora's box, right? Where, yeah. where it's, it really, it really is. It is. And I'm really like, when you spoke also earlier, I'm, I'm really interested in womb work and, mm. and that's something that I've also been drawn to. And, and I can definitely relate to the, the feeling of holding pain that is mm. not a physical pain. Mm -hmm. it's, it's something mm. else. And, and it's really linked to the collective as well. I think mm -hmm if if we don't learn how to ground that it's it becomes very heavy within ourselves so maybe we can talk about that like because mm -hmm. you have you have been working a lot with that type of healing and how would you say that yeah how how do one connect into the pain that is being held within. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm. Oh, I know, so huge. Well, what mm. what comes to me right now in a in a parallel with everything we've just spoken about, and then merging to this, they're how they are they're very much actually linked. Um, thinking about how the womb space in oneself is a holographic parallel to the womb space of Gaia. 
And so the ways in which Gaia has been, let's say, treated uh, has not been necessarily, uh, well, has been abusive. Um, Not, of course, by all, but Gaia has experienced a lot of abuse uh, over, you know, our lifetime for sure. And we can see, you know, we can see this with uh, 5G towers that want to go up. We can see this with the plastics into her oceans and littering and pollution and on and on and on. And so there's a lack of reverence for life and really, and not only just a lack of reverence, but a, an intentional destruction of beauty and creation. And so as daughters of Gaia from past lifetimes into this lifetime, many, 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 many women around the world <laughs> who have experienced their, um, and this can be physical pain, or of course, it can be emotional pain connecting into the womb space. This may derive from the physical experiences of having miscarriage or rape or abortion or complications in birth. And it may be from other lifetimes, which cannot be necessarily you know, spoken about so tangibly, but where there has been woundings from aspects of literally birthing creation you know birthing an Mm. idea being in being in in the power of of creation itself so if we liken that all of the creative powers of Gaia are inside of our own womb spaces that there's a simultaneous necessity to first of all bring acknowledgement and awareness and acceptance to the pain that is that is there, or what literally is happening for women in their in their own womb spaces. Meaning, are you bleeding? Are you bleeding too much? Is there pain? Are you? Is there a lack of rhythm in your cycles? Are you not having a cycle? You know, women who have experienced different surgeries in the womb space. It's like every woman's story is unique. So taking into account, you know, the the uniqueness of every woman's experience in this way and simultaneously where we all connect, which is the power of creation, the power of goddess within and our abilities to conceive and to birth. Um, And of course, this is, this is figuratively and, and literally. So I think that first stage of, of recognizing, oh, wow. Yeah, I am. I, I am a daughter of Gaia. You know, this is there, there is a parallel that is here and then a recognition of, okay, if Gaia, you know, in the way that she creates and she has seeds and flowers and vegetables that, that grow and seeing the power of growth, there's that parallel recognition of what we're capable of, which we see this in birth. I mean, to grow a physical child mm. inside, you know, and to birth and to give life in this way. Of course, you know, this is a co-creation. Simultaneously, the energies, birthing energies, birthing um, experiences on this planet. It's the energy of creation itself. And so the way that I see the the big breakthrough and paradigm shift for most women is a, and I will say that we go very deeply. We, I have a program with my dear sister, Joanna Maya Cohen, and it's, it's priestesses of the moon. And we've been 
we've been teaching this and guiding this for, gosh, I think seven, maybe eight years now. I'd have to really, I got to go back and look mm. at a calendar. But it's, it's, a, it's an initiation of what I'm speaking of. And we go very deep into this. So, um, and because it's so needed. <laughs> but, mm. And so what I will say is that um, this, this breakthrough piece is an awareness of seeing how our world has been um, masculinized, that this patriarchal, you know, over <laughs> power over energy is completely dominates the ways and the structures and the pace of our life, which is what I believe why we're having this <laughs> part of why we're having this big cut off of um we're not cut off. It's a, it's, it's a massive reset right now that's happening with the coronavirus and a massive initiation, which we've just shared about, but the, the, we've been living in a world where what is valued is progress and growth. And, um, it's led to, you know, very, very fast paced society and to having goals being accomplished. Now, all of that is great and beautiful and wonderful when it's in balance with the feminine. So this more aspect of the, of the masculine, which can be likened to the first half of the lunar cycle, that's really what's valued. And that's the aspect of the good girl and the maiden and, um, and, and the lover and the mother. Now, then there's the whole other half of the cycle, which is the darker half, which is now going to the waning half. And this is where the mystery is. This is where there is the wild woman and the wise woman, the enchantress and the crone aspect, you know, when we're speaking of archetypal energies. And this is the descent. This is the descent into the dark, much like what I was likening to with my own, you know, womb journey, which the, you know, the womb journeys of so many sisters, or it doesn't even have to be just of the womb, but that real descent into the dark and to have a, a and in the dark, of course, I will just, I want to add in a little tangent here because I think it's really important is that we have the dark and then we have the shadow. And a lot of the times when we're using the word dark in our, uh, in our modern day language in English, anyways, we are, have an association to bad or to evil. Um, and that's not what I mean by the dark. And I think it's important for us to reframe. Those are more perhaps shadow energies, control energies, um, but not bringing, you know, dark into the bad because there's beauty in the dark. And that's part of a big shift that I feel we're needing to make in our association that the dark is so much connected as the beauty of the night sky and the dark that is the warm womb space that is the power of creation itself. Um, so when we go into this, this second half of the cycle, this is where this part of our cycle is not valued in our world. If we are more um, inward and we're not about progress or doing or accomplishing, we're about being and dreaming and feeling uh, it hasn't been valued. It's been seen as lazy, you know, unproductive and, you know, worthless. And of course, 
then that's putting all of those attributes to those aspects of the feminine and this whole other part of the creation cycle itself. So of course, we are needing to make that shift individually and as and as as sisters as women women who are connected and of course this is for all beings but i'm specifically you know referring to this as the womb space of you as you have you know mm. asked um and so this this first awareness of oh my gosh yeah how you know women like an inquiry for for a sister would be it's like oh wow yeah how have i been how do i allow myself to be with this part of myself do i push myself do i you know take um, am I popping pills all the time? So I don't feel the pain and I just mm. continue on as normal. And am I stuffing, you know, you know, tampons up myself all the time so that I'm not even aware of my blood. I don't want to see my blood. I want to, you know, hide this, you know, because mm. it's that hiding of the feminine. Now I'm not, I don't want to, this is not to put guilt or blame or shame upon any woman, but it, it's to bring awareness to a global pandemic of women, speaking of pandemic, who's like mm. women who, um, and, and, and it's nobody's necessarily fault because this is part of the programming that we've been, you know, agreed to come into to shift. Um, but in this lifetime of seeing how, yeah, we're, we're not taught most people in our world to be celebrating our cycles from a young age and to be honoring and respecting this aspect of creation that lives within all women, which is half of our population. So, of course, mm. then there's going to be friction and, you know, every every woman's journey of, wow, yeah, have I felt pain uh, shame, wanting to hide my cycle, not talk about it, because that's what, we, what we've been taught. So this is a huge, huge piece that is like it, that. This is part of the overarching energy, and then comes into, of course, the the unique healing for every woman. And so that's to have a new relationship with each of the lunar phases that or, you know, represented on the outside. And we're having this call at the full moon. <laughs> so mm, this is really yes. beautiful. So, yes. so this, this, you know, having a, a connection to how the outer lunar cycles are connected into the physical lunar cycles, how they are completely paralleled. And when we look to nature and in her cosmic creation journey, that's exactly what's happening on the inside of mm. of each of us and so there's going to be when we when we come into that real devoted relationship to our own cycles every woman will see uniquely the places of aha moments <laughs> and ways mm. of how um really a denial of the feminine perhaps is ready to come into a great celebration of the feminine. And, you know, I feel like we've come such a long way. I think that women around the world are coming into greater awareness of this and there's, uh, and there has been so much healing and we've seen the spreading of so many sister circles and red tents and, mm -hmm. you know, the sharing of these, of these lunar and blood mysteries. And I think with that comes, a very important piece, which is a reunion with, with blood itself, because mm. most of our culture associates, you know, blood, you know, it's with 
with war and seeing blood shed. But we also mm. know that blood is blood is the power of creation. And so the mm. blood that comes from us uh, for those women that do bleed in their bleeding years, um, you know, that this blood is the power of life itself. It's the blood of life. And it's actually very important for us as women to have, a, have our divine oracular seeing and dreaming and, you know, psychic powers is very much linked in with the blood mm-hmm. and how we treat the blood and, um, and uh, how we relate with the blood. And in this way, very, very powerful because there's so, there's so much stigma. It's like, it's dirty, it's gross, it's messy. It's like, I don't want to see it because that's what we've been taught as a whole, as a whole. And Mm. so being able to, in very, you know, specific ways with devotion in, in offering our own blood to the earth, what happens is that we bring our own DNA and our own cells into the consciousness of Gaia in her living soils. And she receives that. It nourishes her. It's part of a massive, um, I feel, turning point for us as women when we can, with great devotion and love, offer our blood to Gaia as, as, as her daughter. And she then soaks that in. We know that how this supports the growth of plants and, um, and really nourishes her. And then in turn, you can imagine your own DNA, right, in the sacred mm. soils of the earth. So it's like it needs to be very specific where you do this is not just to put your blood anywhere for sure. So I feel mm. there's like I, there's for me and for what I share and teach that there's some specific protocol because there's places you just don't want to have your blood like in public places because um, you want to mm. have that be preserved. Um and offered to Gaia specifically, but anyhow, that then she in turn, right, as she is alive, she, all her awareness and, and, and her energy then infuses in your blood. And since that blood is, obviously, it's not in your body at this time, but there's th- that DNA, that that goes into a holographic effect of within your own DNA through your blood. And that's that's the missing link that restores a cyclical symbiotic meaning beneficially um, or mutually beneficial in exchange of working with living with our earth that she supports us and we support her she supports Mm. us and we support her (laughs) this is like Mm. the cycles of the moon and so the blood becomes a very important way of having healing and awareness and a whole paradigm shifting of what your astral men- menstrual cycle is, which then links up into the greater cycles of life and to the creative powers of the goddess that are inherently the gifts within every woman. So it's, you know, I feel that this is something that's very practical and it's also very powerful in linking the physical and the spirit realms, linking and yourself with Gaia's wisdom and then her wisdom with the greater cosmos. So it's very vast and, and powerful. And 
And I say powerful in the sense that our blood, because it creates life, when we offer it with intention and with prayer, that Gaia receives that into her crystalline grid, in in her telluric grid, her intelligence system. And so it's really a powerful aspect of sacred activism that Mm. every woman can do. If you're, you know, and if you're not bleeding, it can be with the full moon or the new moon with your saliva or with your breast milk or, you know, with your tears, with any fluids that, that come from you. Mm. Yes. And we wouldn't have any fluids without Gaia, right? So it's all within us. We, we drink the water, we eat the food and we, it's... Yeah, we're we're placed here and we're like even if I jump I'm still going back down. So it's we're never separate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you Absolutely. so much for sharing that. And yeah, this full moon is really beautiful and uh to me it's like an invitation to um balance now the mm-hmm the individual's self and the and the i mean libra is is a venusian sign so mm-hmm. it's really the divine feminine so these coming two weeks are really important what would you say is the most important work that we're doing now up until the next cycle Oh, wow. This is so huge. Mm. Well, I first want to share that I think that absolutely, or I feel more so, this full moon is very, very powerful. And yeah, this being Libra and and ruled by, by Venus in the Venusian ways, there's so much of Venus's energy that is coming to the earth plane right now and great support for for the return of the goddess because she is coming to a completion of her eight year cycle. And so she is, you know, ending this eight year cycle and rebirthing in June, which is all very much parallel to these greater cycles of time that are shifting. And so this eight year cycle is also linked in with, um, you know, greater, greater cycles of many, you know, tens of thousands of years that are also linked with Sirius and the Pleiades and the, which are very significant, um, you know, star systems that are indicating in their positionings, a turning of the tide and a shifting of the ages. So this is a, a huge uh, birthing year where we have, we've just had this huge uh, Pluto and Jupiter conjunction, and there's going to be two more this year. And these really symbolic, um, you know, in Capricorn of the great structures on our planet changing. And, and so there's great aspect here of revelation and revolution and collapse and rebirth and resurrection. So here we are then at this particular full moon, which is about balance, balancing the inner and the outer planes. Um, and so when you ask like, what's the most important work we can do right now? I mean, I think that's for each, each person to really tune into and feel into, but when we look at the greater mythos of what, and what's happening astrologically and what I believe is being asked of us in the, in the greater sense right now is, yeah, is, can we merge and how do we <laughs> mm-hmm. of merging um, the me and the we 
because Libra is all about the we. She's a relational goddess. Venus is a relational goddess. It's how we relate. So how do we relate to our inner and outer worlds? How do we relate to the masculine and the feminine? How do we bring forth and merge uh, this aspect of destruction and rebirth? Really, this is a time of being it allowing for the alchemy to take place, meaning there's so much that is being transcended right now. We are going from, and so much shift. So there's, there's chaos and we know that out of chaos, stars are born. Mm-hmm. How do we also then merge and include, you know, um, pain and joy. So this Libra energy is very much about, of course, it's the balance, it's the balance, but she, and she's the only sign that isn't a, um, you know, an animal or a physical figure, you know, she's the scales. Well, and we say she, Mm -hmm. she, she is a feminine, you know, or she can be, you know, portrayed in that feminine ruled by, by Venus in that sense. Um, But she can also be seen as a masculine sign. So that's, what's very interesting Mm -hmm. because she's both because she's the balance. Mm -hmm. Libra is the balance. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take out she Libra is the balance. Um, And so Mm -hmm. it's that it's this opportunity to bring in, what we've perceived as duality. And I just see them, you know, like both hands coming together and merging. So an inclusivity and an allowance and acceptance, and perhaps even a celebration of how we can allow and give space for all the different feelings that we're feeling, feeling them fully, because if we are feeling angry or sad or in pain and we stop those emotions we will be creating a blockage to our own growth and evolution and those emotions can just fester and you know if we want to just try and shelf them they're going to come back again so you know allowing for a healthy expression of any anger frustration pain, allowing oneself to feel that all of the aspects of that may be alive to their fullest. Because when we do that, that there's a natural movement, then it's like, Oh, okay, we've completed that cycle of anger. Now that goes into perhaps creating boundaries, or this goes into it's an action, um, you know, where anger can then be utilized to create shift in a positive way, not to harm. So we're in this simultaneous energy of right now, anyways, um, this Aries sun and this Libra full moon. So this is an energy of Mars, Aries, <laughs> and Libra, mm-hmm. which is Venus. So Mars and Venus. So there's the there's the aspect of taking initiation and taking initiation in our own lives to create balance and taking initiation in our service to create balance in the world. And then what does that mean? And one's own definition of what balance is. And then it's also, it's the divine lovers. It's the masculine and feminine coming together to merge these dualities. So everything I was just saying before is like bringing these opposites together and allowing then for the resurrection of the Trinity of the third, 
the third energy. Mm -hmm. So here we are in this timeline of the Holy Week, which when you go to the different calendar times could actually be considered last week and is also this week um, Mm -hmm. from from ancient calendars. But so but but we're in this realm of this time of what is the quote Holy Week right now. And knowing that this connects to then being in a ceremonial space and that there is going through death and pain and then a resurrection, a resurrection mm-hmm. of truth, of letting that die in a, in a specific form to be resurrected and come alive um, uh, in, you know, in our Christ itself, in the crystalline self, in the light self, the truth of who we are. So it's massive. And I think that one thing that feels very important with this is the power of surrender within this time, Mm -hmm. the power of forgiveness and the power of initiation. Because for this resurrection, you know, in this time of integrating duality to create a trinity, to create the third, it is a very alchemical process of a letting go as we are in the full moon and go to the exhale, right? We're at the peak right now, and then we're going to go descend, descend down into the, into the dark, which we've spoken about. This time then coming into a release. And when we think about what needs to be released in our lives, this can be physical things. So this can be very powerful to, you know, literally (laughs) be shedding on the physical plane. It may be a wonderful time that you, that you may wish to create um, some windows of time to actually fast and to, to be taking less in. This can be a time that can be very powerful to then on an emotional level, um, you know, sur- surrendering to the process, not a giving up, but a surrendering to the energies that are here to serve. So Gaia is, you know, simultaneously in this time, you know, there's an initiation energy, but there's also an initiation into the stillness, into the quiet, into the unknown. And so it's so important, I feel, for us to to listen to that. And as we descend into the dark, we're given a great opportunity for that. And within that, a lot of reflection and I think revelation can come forward where it's uh, forgiveness for perhaps to yourself or to somebody else, an offering of compassion and empathy for others and an allowance of this great, um, I will say devotion, to devote oneself really to to allowing for what wants to be birthed from within you, whether this is, you know, personally or service in the world. It's just like, what, what is asking to be reset? What is asking to be restored? What is asking to be resurrected? And of course that's going to be very unique for every person. And, and it's, so it's, it's an inquiry of devotion. So I'm sorry that I can't do mm. like, oh, this is the thing I think is most important because it, but it feels very vast. This is, mm. you know, this is really a, a time where um, I'll just close by saying, you know, this feels such a powerful time of where we are being asked or invited to welcome in 
the multidimensional part of ourself, the, or say higher self, our intelligence and our spirit, our heart, that is really, um, is, is divine and is sovereign and is being asked to, to be resurrected. Mm. So for that to happen, there has to be a death. And that's what we're, I think this is part of this mass global initiation that, that we're in. Wow, what, what's no longer working for me? Where have I participated in that which has harmed Gaia or others? How do I want to shift my behaviors or patterns? And really knowing that each and every one of us then have a power, the great power of choice, the power of light within to choose. And so this, it's a resurrection of, um, of, our, of our power, really, our power to be in communion with love and to co-create a world that benefits all beings. Hmm. So beautiful. Thank you so much. And yeah, that's a beautiful way to end the conversation. Thank you so much for taking your time to share and to be here, your presence. I'm really grateful for that. Well, Shireen, I'm so grateful for our connection and for having me here today on this podcast. And Mm. I offer it from my heart to yours and for all of you that are listening and in devotion to Gaia and really as a, uh, as a thread of important conversations that we're having right now in this great time of change and awakening. And so Mm. I'm so grateful to, to have this opportunity to to share so thank you so much thank you and i'll share the links to to you and god is rising and yeah everything that you do so people can get in touch with you if they have yeah if it resonates with them and they want to know more about this path Mm -hmm. so thank you so much and Mm -hmm. i'm so blessed by this conversation it really yeah, it was powerful to to hear you speak. Thank you so much. Mm, you're so welcome, sister. I actually have one more thing I just want to share quickly, which sure. is that yeah. which it just came through really strong. And I just think that one of the other things that's so important for us right now is to continually connect in community. Um, this really goes out to you know the people that are living alone, uh, especially too. Um, is just being in either a community like a sisterhood community, um, being in, um, you know, a a community or creating community where you are, even from social distancing, you know, through the internet platforms, I feel it's so important for our connection. um, Mm. Because we're all going through different experiences. And to be seen witnessed and supported is one of the greatest gifts that we can experience and offer one another. And Mm -hmm. so um, that just feels very, very much alive. And I want to offer that as well. If there's anybody that's here that wants to be connecting in to community more deeply, it's like connecting in um, with all of your offerings, Shireen, connecting Mm -hmm. in with, you know, there's an invitation here. We have uh, an amazing Global Sisterhood, Goddess Rising Sisterhood Facebook group. If mm. anybody wants to come in there, we've been um, you know, gathering live in there 
and there's been more community connections taking place. And that just feels really important because we do need each other for reflection and for support and inspiration and guidance uh, through the to navigate through these mm. very powerful initiatory times. So, you know, with everything else that was said, that just actually just feels like the most you know, one of the most important things to, and of course there's, there's a balance having your own inner process, but then really being um, in that place of sovereignty is also being in communion, being in communion mm. with the cycles of nature, being in communion with Gaia, being in communion with community, common union. <laughs> so mm. um, I wanted to, I want to offer that up because I think that there can be a, uh, <clears throat> a shadow of, you know, in this time of isolation of like, you know, when people thinking like, oh, I mean, obviously we're all going through this as in, in, you know, as a planet. So we know that we're not alone technically, but the experiences can feel very lonely. And so bringing that reconnection into community can be very powerful, strengthening and healing. Mm. So yes. I want to offer that with a, with a, with a bow and, yeah. and, and great, great gratitude. Yeah, thank you for sharing. That's so important. And this is when we really realize how important the community is. And we have these tools. So we're not like, we're not forced to be isolated in any way. So we, mm -hmm. we can still, and it's so empowering to be in this group. And, and yeah, just sisters gathering. It's, it's like what we all need. So yeah, mm -hmm. I really recommend that as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. well heart to heart with you sister thank you so much for having thank me today so yes mm -hmm. thank you for taking your time and yeah so much blessings and love to you oh, blessings and so much mm -hmm. love for you as well and to everybody listening mm -hmm. blessed be thank you thank you beautiful souls for listening I'm so grateful for your presence and I hope this episode helped you with anything that you're going through and that this episode can help you grow and find more and deeper parts of yourself and to explore yeah, new dimensions right now as we have more time and space to go within. So I'm truly grateful that you're here and let's take a deep breath in and exhale namaste